This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. And as always, it's me, that one guy from the Dr. Seuss book who's laying in his bed dreaming about goose juice, and with me once again. Is that one guy explaining what goose juice is on the next page in his dream? Is that, does that happen? I don't know. The only thing I know is that one frame. That one page. I was just guessing. I haven't, I haven't read Dr. Seuss in years. Yeah, that so. dude's a piece of garbage. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's rough. Best-selling, like, kid's book person, but he's a piece of garbage. I'm 99% sure. Okay, well, we can get into that off, off the mic. Yeah, Jake's off that curious. goose juice right now. I don't know. Yeah, I do be off that goose juice for real. Anyway, um, real quick. I know that this is going to be a rhetorical question because I can't hear you. But, everybody listening, if the answer to this is yes, I want you to, like, I don't care where you're listening to this to. I want you to audibly yell, hell yeah, and raise your hand. Do you remember the chimney scene from The Amazing Spider-Man 2? Hell yeah. Crickets. Nice, guys. Appreciate it. Crickets. For any of you, <laughs> for any of you who don't remember... <coughs> oh, God, I'm getting worked up. Um, it is a top five scene in cinematic history. Might even be top two. What? Sorry, I had to cough real quick. Off the, I had to mute myself to cough, but... For any of you guys who don't know, it is a scene where uh, Peter Parker gets home. He's covered in sooties in his Spider-Man clothes. Aunt May comes knock, knock, knocking on the door, and it's locked. And he's like, oh, don't come in here. <laughs> I'm nude, Mom. Uh, and then he accidentally like pulls his boot off and unlocks the door, and she bursts in, but he's covered in a blanket. And she's like, why are you covered in dirt? And he goes, I was, <laughs> I was cleaning the chimney. And uh, and she goes, we don't have a chimney. And he goes, what? I just remembered we talked about this scene in particular like four weeks ago on the show. We did. <laughs> we did so, during so, our Spider-Man podcast. So all the true fans <laughs> should have raised their hand and said, hell yeah. Jesus Christ. You would remember it. But, you know, regardless. Let's just go let you cook, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I do be cooking. I what? am off that goose juice. Speaking of goose juice, you ready for some news that people are like getting real excited for that I think is irrelevant? Sure. The new Blade movie. Oh, this movie's not happening. This movie's not I, happening. <laughs> uh, I'm at that point. This movie's not happening. I'm very, very, very hesitant <laughs> to say that. Marshall is not going to be Blade. <laughs> But I said it so many times about The Flash, and that movie came out. But that I one, like, afraid. should have been canceled. This one, there's no reason why this project has had so many problems. No, well, th- there are reasons. It's had a bad script. They can't keep a director because they're trying to keep them on too tight of a leash. Listen, and at man. this point, the stars is getting upset. So it's, it's yeah. just one of those things where it's He like, was the fourth lead in his own movie in the script. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. Um, but yeah, everyone's all excited because it's rated R. And by everybody, I mean a bunch of people online and friend of the show, Garrett. 
I mean, <laughs> cool that it's rated R, I guess. I mean, like, that's one of those things where everyone's like, oh my god, the Batman would have been so much better if it was rated R. Or, like, there were other movies where they were like, oh, if this movie was rated R, it would have been so much more successful and all this. And I'm like, no, no, it really wouldn't. They say it about Venom as well. It's cool to have things that are rated R. Like, it's cool that that rating exists. It's cool that you're allowed to, when you're making art, like, push those boundaries a little bit further than you could in a PG-13 movie. And, like, some movies legitimately couldn't be made if they weren't rated R. Like, there are there are certain, you know, topics and certain creative visions that just couldn't be handled without it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a rating makes a movie inherently better. Um, and it's one of those things people keep pushing for it with comic book movies... I've said it on the podcast before, you and that you just you automatically take a hit in your box office returns um, with that because you like kids just can't go see it, like, mm-hmm. you know, with a typical Marvel movie like Captain Marvel or the Marvels or whatever it's called. Everybody can go see it because it's like PG thirteen or whatever. But with PG thirteen movies, it's like usually twelve year olds aren't going to the movies by themselves. Even if they are, people aren't looking that closely. Um, they're not going to stop you from buying a ticket. It's it, it's it's one of those things. But with our like people are a lot more restrictive of that. They check IDs sometimes. They like parents just aren't going to allow certain people to go see a rated R movie. Some people personally just aren't okay with going and seeing rated R movies themselves. Like it, it there's so many things that go into account that automatically just your box office return is probably going to suffer. So when these movies expect to be huge money makers which is what they want every movie that they release to be, it doesn't make sense. Why do you think this is happening? Because I have a little bit of a theory, but I, I don't... Why people like are excited? No, well, why they've came out and said that this is going to be rated R. <clears throat> Just so they can show them killing people gruesomely? I don't okay. know, man. I mean, I don't really have much thought put behind it i suppose i mean yeah i if this movie even is rated r which i'm not wholly convinced that it will be i think ultimately if this movie comes out it will still be pg-13 i think they're saying this for two reasons you've noticed other studios have done this recently as well with the strikes going on every now and then they release like something exciting that should get the fans on their feet to distract them from the situation and to kind of like drip feed them content since you know a bunch of stuff is getting delayed mm-hmm. that's part of it another thing i think this is also because um the star i forget his name um the star of blade Mahersh- i don't know how to say it correctly it's either Mahershala Ali or Mahershala Ali. Okay, yeah. So he, the other day it was rumored that he might be leaving the project. That was all over the news, all in the news cycle. What do they do to combat that? They're like, okay, people were mad that Venom wasn't rated R. People wanted an R-rated Batman. People wanted this, this, and this. Um, and... they're like, okay, we'll give them what they think they want or what we think they want. We'll say that to distract them from the bad thing. So it's like, okay, all of this stuff, we're still struggling with the director with scripts. Our star is wanting to leave, but it's rated R. 
And, like, the swing around on <laughs> public opinion of this movie, at least in, like, the Twitter sphere, which most people that even know about the production issues to begin with are kind of already in this sphere. Uh, so, but, like, the, the swing in public opinion has been kind of crazy. It kind of shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where I think ultimately they're just trying to distract people from the issues they have going on. And sure, it might be one of those things where, yeah, they might want to take advantage of it and use it to show some more brutality and stuff like the older movies did. They might want to make it raw and gritty and blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, I think it's a distraction. Also, if you remember from our Multiverse of Madness review, I don't think like the typical Marvel audience is... Like, has the stomach for a rated R superhero movie. And I say that because... That... Multiverse of Madness pushed the boundaries of PG-13 a little bit. There was, like, a little bit of violence in there. And a couple horror elements. And people were walking out, they were like, oh my god, I swear to god that movie was rated R, like, that's crazy, and all this stuff, and I saw stuff online about how violent it was and everything, and it's like, you know, your your, your target audience went out and saw this, and they were appalled, because even though a lot of MCU movies are rated PG-13, they don't even really, like, get anywhere close to the depths of what that rating allows, mm-hmm. and they got a little bit closer with Multiverse of Madness, but people just seemed like appalled by it and i i just don't think that i don't think it's gonna do what they they want it to do i think that like yeah it'll get some people excited like it has but ultimately i think it's bad for their business model Mm. and i don't think that's inherently gonna make it a better movie like you can have a shitty rated r superhero movie the same as you can have a shitty rated pg-13 one same as the shitty rated like you you could you could say the same you could make a g blade movie and i i think if you got better writers directors and like more competent people on staff you could come out with a better g i think i said this in a group text earlier that you're in Mm -hmm. you could make a better g-rated blade movie than an r-rated one with just bad writers bad directors like in a bad a bad situation around it which this one largely has seemed to have up until this point yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if it comes out man at this point. So I can't I can't commit. It's fair. I know that I we'll know that this it. one this one is a lot earlier in production and stuff than the Flash was when I was saying that it wasn't gonna come out. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely the more likely of the two to not come out, but I just committed too hard and I and I don't think I can uh <laughs> come back I can commit again. This movie's definitely gonna come out for sure. Heard um anyways have you seen the other marvel news about um there was rumors that like robert downey jr was was, like agreed to come back be like coming back or something um i hate that yeah that that was like last thursday or like friday i remember seeing it i was like why did this come out today and not like closer to podcast yeah Um, i haven't seen i haven't seen that but i've also seen like rumors that um like secret wars like the main characters are going to be toby Maguire's spider-man and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. <laughs> and then, like, the Avengers movie after that is going to be, like, yeah. around the like the chosen one, and it's supposed to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man or something like that. 
I say, I say chosen one, but like the, I don't know. And then apparently, like Deadpool three is going to tie into it because Deadpool like is trying to find the quote unquote prime versions of all of like these Marvel characters to help fight somebody. And that's why he's with Wolverine. Please tell me this is fake. I mean, I don't. I'm not as confident about the last part, but the other stuff, like the the Tobey Maguire and the the, the original Hugh Jackman thing, and and, and Tom Holland. Yeah. That's the that's something I've seen a decent amount of. That that's the thing is, I don't know, man. For for them to already be going back to because I hated. MCU Tony Stark. Like, I despised him. <laughs> he deserved to die a worse death than he had. Wow. Every problem in the MCU he caused. No. <laughs> and he solved some of them, but others he didn't. He and solved the one that th- destroyed half the universe. We've talked about this at length. At length. But... Overall, he had a decent character arc, <laughs> and there was closure there. Yeah. Same with, I've heard people talking about, oh, we need to bring back Chris Evans. Why? Bro, just, just retired. Let, let him live. <laughs> and there's, I'm not caught up on Loki, but I heard... I'm not either. <laughs> I, I did have a slight spoiler. I guess we'll talk about this in a couple weeks. But there's something... <laughs> There's something that happens in there. I read about it and I was like, what the hell does this... <laughs> what does this have to... Look, skip ahead 30 seconds. Aiden, do you care if I spoil Loki for you? No. It's like episode two. <laughs> okay. Uh, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want spoilers. But at some point in Loki, they prune 90% of the timelines. <laughs> so there's like... <laughs> That's you extermination, know dude. You know at the beginning when you see all those little branches come out and you're like, oh my god, the multiverse is happening? So they just destroyed the multiverse already. I saw I saw a picture of it before and after. It, it looked, there's like three little branches left. It's crazy. Sick. And, so you know it's going to be like the main MCU, the Fox universe, and then like the the Sony universe of Marvel movies, those are gonna be like the three that they keep. I hope they just like slowly cut off the Sony one, please. I mean, please. Ah, man, we will. I we'll talk about that later. Because <laughs> after, well, look, okay, so so yeah, them already bringing these characters back and like limiting the multiverse in some ways. It seems it, it's. Secret Wars as a concept is, like, pretty cool and interesting. And it could give them, like, a good way to bring the symbiote suit in. Like, a bunch of comet-accurate things that people, like, little gross nerds like me will like if you do it well. But instead, they're gonna be like, oh, we're on Battleworld, and now we have prime Tony Stark, and it's just Robert Downey Jr. It's like... All of this nonsense, it's so confusing. And what, what the hell do they mean Tom Holland's the Chosen? I don't know, what? man. I don't what? know. What? Or he's like what Spider-Man that Prime. That means he's like the best, like that Deadpool's looking for. <laughs> I think objectively, he's not. Not like, yet. The, I mean, I don't know. He's I mean, out that of kid, the three life. That dude's 18 in the movies. 
out of the three live action Spider-Man movies that we that we've like got the three live action Spider-Man Spider-Men that we've had, he's my least favorite. He's the one that's been written into a hole. Yeah. On so they like kind of got him out of that at the end of No Way Home. Yeah, that is the one bright spot right now for him. Well, based off of some reports about the new one, they're like, "Oh yeah, Zendaya's back as MJ." And some other stuff. It's like, okay, definitely immediately going to put him back in that hole. I feel like they're going to do so much retconning right off the bat. No, they can't, man. Don't they make him overpowered. Are. Just give him an, another solo movie of just low-level fighting, man. Please. <clears throat> Not even that. Just, like, give us, I don't know. It'd be cool to see, like... Kingpin again. You can't give Kingpin to it because that's like a daredevil. I know that he's like started off as a Spider-Man villain and stuff, but like you've set him up in this universe to be a daredevil villain. Spider-Man would beat the shit out of him. I mean, he he has weird strength. Yeah, but he's not like strong enough to fight Spider-Man. But the point is, is like that he has like just the power of like an army behind him, basically. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but regardless, it, it just seems you have good characters and you have good concepts, but at this point, they're just waiting so long before they touch on anything else. Nothing is meshing together. That's the thing about those old movies. Like, they kind of varied in quality. They were okay for the most part. Some were good. A few were bad. Most of them, solid. Um... But they all, like, felt like they were in the same world. Mm. And that was the point when they did these big team-ups, it felt organic. But now it's, like, don't even feel like they're part of the same, like, universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nothing meshes well. And, like, there's weird cameos that don't make sense and never get touched on again. Mm -hmm. You know how at the end of Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange, like, gets goes through a portal with Klee? Yeah. I reckon that'll never be touched on again. Maybe. He's going to show up in the next team-up thing, and he's going to be like, yeah, man, we we went and cured my third eye. It's gone. Does, does he, has he even been confirmed for a third movie or anything? I mean, normally the, their main people get tri- like trilogies. Yeah, well, at this point, they're just, they've just got so much stuff they're just throwing at a wall. I don't think it's been confirmed or denied, but Wild. we'll see. That's fine. Anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, that makes me want to throw up. That just sounds awful and disgusting. I hate it. I don't know what to tell you, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know what wants to make me throw up out of joy? What? Goose juice. It is the juiciest. Uh, here at Miscreens on the Moon, we always start, uh, go through and end our day with a tall glass of goose juice around every corner. Hayden, what makes goose juice the juiciest? I suppose it's the juice of the goose. You're right. Uh, you can go to www.goosethatjuice.gov and use promo code MISCREANT to get... To get five dollars extra at, at checkout. <laughs> Thanks. Was that necessary? Is it? <laughs>
It's an ad for goose juice. Why are we endorsing something that's not real for one thing? And for a second thing that's not paying us. It was real to me. I hate it here. Jesus Christ. I sat there. I, I sat here and committed to your bit for that. For that. You can commit. I, I will commit to any bad bits you want to do. I always commit. Even though I do feel like I'm usually the one bringing the bits. If you do a bit, I, I, I go for it. I go with Jesus. It. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, what have we um, come to? <laughs> anyway. Gen V. Goose yeah. juice. <laughs> V8. They pumped some goose juice into their veins when they was babies. Yeah. And now they're a big superhero. <laughs> <Cop-out> <laughs> that one guy just gets the wrong he gets the wrong compound in him. Turns into an actual goose. Turns into like a Whoa. real... Uh, do geese have the same thing that ducks do where water rolls off them? I don't know, man. Well, if it, let's say the geese Probably. Didn't have that, but this guy, he get in, he got injected with the goose juice, so now he doesn't have that. So he's a goose that's just always a little wet. Tough man, the juicy goose. Anyway, Jinvi, good, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. It was. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So for sure, I thought. We should probably not talk about the end until we talk about some of the other stuff. But I wanted yeah. to get straight into it and say something. But anyway. <laughs> we can wait. We, t- we talked about it some early on. <laughs> um, this show went in some directions that I didn't think it was going to go. I remember the week before it came out, I said that it felt unnecessary. <clears throat> and while it probably was, sort of, um, I thought it was really good, those first three episodes. And I thought that the quality maintained itself mm-hmm. granted i watched this in two chunks i watched four episodes <laughs> and then four episodes like pretty much separately um i kind of wish i'd watched this week to week because i feel like some of the stuff at the end of the episodes would have really grabbed me mm-hmm. but i still think it was a really enjoyable experience and it makes me really ready for the boys season four yeah i, I agree and when i say it, like it was interesting like it's it's kind of back down to that smaller level in this universe. Like, th- these are smaller level things happening at, like, just a, a university. Um, while they are, like, know, it is news, but it's not like we're trying to take out the, like, strongest superhero in the world that just happens to be a douche. You well, know? Here, hang on. We're going to do spoilers for the rest of this, right? I mean, we can yeah, let's just go ahead and do spoilers, because I want to say something right now that is going to, like, directly refute what you just said. What? They're not trying to take out the biggest superhero. They're trying to take out every superhero. What do you mean? Okay, not the main, like, characters. They're, oh, they're, just, trying to, they're just trying to survive. I, I see what you meant. I thought you meant... Not those, like, not the people that are the trying to kill the, the superheroes. <laughs> not the, like, special task women. force. <laughs> it was just one woman. And a scientist, it seems. 
That is kind of crazy. Because, like... Yeah, she just had she, complete control. She just started working on this, like, a couple of years ago. Because mm. it hasn't been that many years since Homelander took down that plane. Because that was season one, right? Did that happen during that? Or was it just, like, footage? Or no, it did happen. It happened in season one. Had, yeah, it had to have been season one. Yeah, so... It was. It happened fairly recently. Was she already the like the dean at this school? She has to have been. I don't know. They might have like touched on it early on, and I just didn't get it and pay attention to it. If I'll be honest, <laughs> I don't really, I don't know either. But yeah, so uh, we'll go through our usual stuff. Visuals. I thought the show looked good. There was really nothing that I had a problem with. I agree. Um. I thought they did something really inventive. Maybe not inventive, but really like something that I haven't seen often. Was the the Muppet fight scene? <laughs> oh my god. That was insane. This this is all, this was a uh... Black Noir did that too, but with animation. With like with cartoons, yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to call it inventive, because yeah, it was it was similar to that. <laughs> this version of it just specific. I've seen stuff cut to animation and stuff. I don't think I've ever seen something cut to. Yeah, like to do what like was it? Like Happy this. Tree Friends or something from when we were kids. That yeah, did stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's just kind of funny to me. I love this kind of thing. Just it takes me completely out of whatever, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I love it because well, it was one of those things where it's like this could be fake mm. and all in his head because the um emma like the there was a like his his friend little cricket like her puppet was there mm-hmm. and she was like and he was like you're fake so I, it, part of me was like this could all be fake but then as the fights it went on i was it like, just kept no. going it I just kept like, going this is definitely actually happening, and we're going to cut to live action and just see the carnage, and that is exactly what happened. The helicopter sound is what got me. I was like, no, nah, it can't be real, right? Yeah. But then there was an actual helicopter there, and Brody got away. Like, <laughs> They didn't even do it. Like They sent down, I guess, all their guys, and then there was the one pilot just and he was like, hovering Well, there. what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, no, but that was... That was something really cool like visual wise that i wasn't expecting going into it but like a really cool way to do a fight scene because we like it's the boys essentially we've seen people get like just absolutely blown to bits and we see it some in this show as well um to do it in this way kind of adds a little bit of flavor to it and make it not just pure like gore which Mm -hmm. is fine in its own right but this is something to kind of break up the pace a little bit yeah, which I liked. Um, how did you feel about? We talked a little bit about it early on, but like the the main core cast. So, you know, we had Emma, Kate, Marie, um, Jordan, Andre, and Sam, kind of the core, uh, the core group that that this kind of follows. Hmm. I, I, how did you feel about like that chemistry and that group's dynamic? Because I know that the dynamic in the boys is like those five guys just have heinous energy, and they all <laughs> hate each other and stuff. 
And, like, it, it works just because they're always at odds, but they're, like, on this common mission and stuff. And Starlight gets involved and it gets more complicated. Like, it just... It, it's just heinous energy and mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah this, it's like they're just living their lives exactly like they're all friends mm-hmm. to an extent on and off but then by the end of it like they're well no not by the end of it by the end of it some of them are chill like like you know uh <laughs> they yeah it's it works well together like it feels the problems the interpersonal problems feel a lot simpler mm-hmm. um because it's like oh like i'm afraid that you know this person doesn't like me because of this or like oh i'm in love with my dead best friend's boyfriend. I guess that is sort of complicated, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of the stuff they're going through and like Emma's like, Oh, I want to be liked by everybody. Like they are real problems, but they're like, they're like, you know, like college problems. Mm -hmm. So they felt a little bit more real world than like, yeah, man, uh, this guy who, picked me up after like my girlfriend was demolished by a guy running at super speed like i don't like his methods he takes things too far i'm at odds with him because i don't like he's mean to me and he he's too he wants to kill all the, all the soups and he wants to kill my soup girlfriend and i don't like him because of that and then <laughs> butcher's like i hate everyone because they're weak and mother's milk is like you dragged me into this and now my wife and kid hate me. And all this. So it's like those problems are like they're serious, but they're also like a bit elevated and somewhat less relatable. Yeah. But these feel just more like real world everyday problems. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they're superheroes. And on top of that, they're trying to solve this conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that dynamic. I think so too. And I think... Th- I think there was some great acting from the the main core cast, especially like in the later episodes when like they were actually like remembering things, like events that had occurred and everything. Um, yeah. And like they actually got that character growth that they had forgotten, and like the exactly. the growth that, like in their relationship. It was nice to see that, and I, it does offer a different dynamic, and it's it's giving a a different perspective to some of the soups side in this universe because i mean obviously there's the heinous ones but these people are just college kids trying to make it Mm -hmm. i mean i know i said early on that i liked how in the comics every superhero was just like self-obsessed and awful yeah it made it easy to want them all to die like all to be killed right and yeah and i was like i feel like they're just gonna not do that in this one oh no they do it it's just like everybody but these four people Mm-hmm. are awful so yeah so it, and it, it keeps getting narrower and narrower over time yeah like at first those first few episodes it's like okay most of these guys they're just like college students but then as it goes on like more and more stuff trickles in they're like oh no they're the same as the adult versions they're all shitty it just took us a while to realize it because yeah. most movies and stuff about like college kids 
you have they're like oh those little rapscallions or whatever and like they're doing some fucked up stuff but it's not awful but then that elevates as this goes on and Mm -hmm. i like the dynamic of superheroes in this where it's just all like marketing and like sales and 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 everything i really like how they handle it in both the comics and the tv show it's like i find it really amusing because that is honestly how superheroes would probably work more than today's world they'd be propaganda like just idols maybe not to this extent (sighs) maybe maybe not (laughs) um i see that face you're making i mean yeah i don't know man there's a chance it could be to this extent but i I like to think that it wouldn't be fully like corporatized and everything if some dude just got bit by like a radioactive bug and became a superhero they'd be like we gotta recreate that right now we gotta do that right now (laughs) that's exactly what they do yeah yeah i mean like introducing the the new u.s soldier (laughs) <laughs> essentially spider-man yeah we got 50 million spider-mans <laughs> and we're sending them to other countries for oil and other resources and to promote democracy across the world i hate this like old southern accent that's with this right now because we're the greatest country. oh fire and brimstone that'd be wild bro to have like i mean Spider-Man, just everywhere. They have just a, a million Spider-Men making up the U.S. Army. Like, <laughs> honestly, other countries get a hold of that. That scares me more than like <laughs> nuclear fallout. To be honest, because <laughs> I don't want to get a, like, I don't want to get an arm through the chest. I'm not trying to die like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, if somebody. Obviously, like, nuclear, like, fallout would be horrific. Awful. <laughs> but, like, just 10 million Spider-Men just, like, attacking the place you live. <laughs> I feel like that is, that has a, a much higher chance of being, like, a slow, painful death. Yeah, that's fair. You're just wondering when it's going to happen. As long as you don't move at all, your spidey sense won't tingle on them. <laughs> spidey sense. <laughs> I like how in this it's not their spidey sense isn't when they're in danger. It's just every time somebody moves. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like the, I mean, it just goes off sometimes, right? You just gotta hide. I guess just stay in one spot. Don't That's move. You can don't do, breathe. Man. Don't talk. Just don't <gasps> blink, or the spider man will get you. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey man, they, like al- how- they almost got. They almost got a. Um, oh no. They almost got Miles in the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They could easily get us, bro. <laughs> Move it like that. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Done. I, I give can't up. I outrun them and climb up a rocket and then fly into space or whatever he does in that movie. I give up, dog. Yeah. I would just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I like how in this hypothetical also it's just one superhero. It's just a bunch of Spider-Men. Yeah, it's the same one over and over. Nobody else. That's funny. But, yeah, I... (laughs) Back to the boys, or Gen V. I do like how this kind of doubles down on, like, they have classes about, like, marketing themselves. They have classes on how to give interviews and stuff. I I think Mm. all of that 
really builds out the world and seeing it from the superhero perspective it's like oh they're trained up to be like these little corporate gremlins Mm -hmm. and just money making machines there really is no part of it that is good because even in like the crime fighting school they were still watching videos about like marketing and stuff i don't understand what yeah i get like the school of arts or whatever like where they were like okay you'll be an actress or or something like where they sent emma and they initially sent marie but then later on it's like you get to those criminology classes and it's just like here let me show you a video of this person doing an interview and why this interview is amazing (laughs) um yeah whack true there were a lot of twists in this show yeah. I, I did not see most of them coming. I think that, like, the overall plot of this is very good. Like, what are your thoughts on kind of where it starts and then where it ends up going and, like, the, the path that it takes? Because it does, like, kind of jerk you around a little bit. It is... I think it shows a lot of good of, like... A lot of things that would actually happen, like, how... Students, like some of the students, like did things, hid things the whole time behind people's backs, or like how some of like the uh, uh, the administrator, the the dean of the college. I, I don't want to. Are we doing spo- Shetty, spoilers? Yeah, Shetty. Are we on yeah, spoilers? Yeah, we yeah, just, we, okay, yeah, so Shetty. I spoiled something. Completely cool. like com- completely uh, like manipulated. Uh, what's her Kate. name? Kate. Yeah. And she she like starts to like try to manipulate other people. She tried to manipulate uh, Marie. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you just see everybody like Luke. being like pieces that, of garbage too. Yeah, that whole plot thread about like that unravels like in the last two episodes, or the last four really, because in yeah. that one where they don't have their memory, they're like, oh, Rufus is doing this. But in reality, like, it was Kate the whole time, and she's been making Luke forget about his brother periodically, and then they would go and do treatments and stuff, and that eventually kind of led to his breakdown. Mm. And it's kind of alluded to that Kate made him kill Professor Brick, or whatever his name was. Yeah. At the beginning, I, I, I think Dean Shetty wanted that to happen so that she could have less oversight as she made her virus. Um, mm. But that, and then like him killing himself out of guilt, but then she keeps coming back and keeps like, like, like keeps working for her right up until close to the end. Mm. Um, That was very well played. And like the little bits and of like, wishy-washy she's all the way on one side and then she they don't trust her and she flips all the way on the other like she never meets the core group of back in the middle mm-hmm. um and how all that ties in with sam that that led to some really good moments in this and i think it sets up we'll talk about this later but we'll talk about how this the like really sets up the future of the boys at, like great as well mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Sam, we talked about some because he gets, you know, I guess rescued from, from the woods 
and they bring him out and then a bunch of this is them like trying to protect him emma's trying to make him you know he and emma kind of have this this romantic relationship Mm -hmm. um and she's trying to protect him and kind of get him integrated back into society almost well not really she was trying to keep him hidden actually but he ends up just one thing leads to it like his path to becoming radicalized is insane <laughs> yeah it just immediately took that on crazy yeah there's like some somebody puts snow in the hallway and they're sledding and he opens the door because he thinks somebody's in danger but then he goes and joins the party and then they're like hey we're going to another party which crazy this guy calls like just <laughs> being like a heckler at a rally a party i think that was <laughs> funny um yeah. but yeah he takes him to the rally people in the crowd it's um victoria newman who is yeah. from the boys she's there she's uh, on the vice presidential ticket which we kind of knew going into this but uh she's still kind of doing her double double agent type thing because she's a superhero mm-hmm. but at the same time i didn't expect her to give as much away as she did in the show honestly so she was sponsoring we also Murray. learned her actual power because we'd never had seen it other than just popping heads i assume whenever marie pops that guy's penis <laughs> i ass- i was like oh Ralph's <laughs> that scumbag yeah. I was like oh I kind of I made that connection a little bit and then later on when they were talking about her having a sponsor I was like who could that be and then I was like what if at first I was like what if Victoria Newman's her mom and then I was like no that's not right she killed her <laughs> mom um, yeah. but then I was like they have like similar powers at least that one time <laughs> So I kind of, my head was in that space, but I didn't expect, like, them both to have the exact same, essentially, I guess, the exact same powers it would see. Yeah, from what I can um, tell. Yeah, so that that uh, that was interesting. And it was interesting that she gave all that up immediately. I think that, I, I, I think that she wants to have someone inside the seven that she can mm. work with because she really doesn't have that right now yeah um and she's already lost her connection with like the boys to an extent because huey knows what her deal is now and everything so mm-hmm. yeah it that that was interesting but i think she, it was kind of calculated she thought that she could sway her into just going along this path Mm-hmm. treating it like school and then eventually getting called up to the seven because she has this powerful sponsor and things like that mm-hmm. um because like her adopted father is uh oh, i forget his name mr g or whatever um oh my god mm-hmm. i can't remember his name but he he was the head of vaught then he got forced to step down and oh arrested and all was that, that. vogelbaum no, no, Vogelbaum's the guy who made it. Let me, let me look. You're up. talking about the guy that Homelander kills, right? Or was it Butcher that killed him, like in his house? No, no, he didn't kill him. I think that was Butcher that we're talking about. Hang on. Uh, give me a second. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, Stan. His name is Stan. Oh, yeah. Carlo Esposito. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of a completely different character. Yeah, that's like essentially her adopted father that mm-hmm. she betrayed. But like she has some influence and some power and stuff like that. So I was shocked that she gave up that information, but I kind of think that she was trying to do all that to sway her to stay on this path and so that she could have kind of someone powerful in the seven on her side. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we kind of get to see more of what she's up to. Uh, she finds out, so multiple people break, like Marie ends up bringing her information about this virus that they found out about, which is Dean Shetty's making a virus with the help of a scientist. The scientist wanted to use it as like, he said, compassionate control. So, a superhero is not doing what you want them to do. I guess you make them sick so you can mm-hmm. make them compliant in some way. I don't really understand how <laughs> how they wanted that to work, but Dean Shetty wanted them to increase the concentration and they made it lethal. Then she was like, okay, let's make it contagious. Then she said, okay, let's make it airborne. Very similar to the stuff that Butcher was going to use at the end of the comics to take out every person with Compound V. Mm-hmm. It was that airborne thing that, yeah, would, would give them a disease, essentially. Including, like, himself and the rest of the boys and all that, so... Um... Yeah, that... Th- I kind of see some similarities there. I don't know if Butcher and the boys will get their hands on it and use it in a similar way, but... That that was interesting to see that kind of... That similar concept is planted there. Um, but Marie tells her about it, gives her the files and everything. She contacts the doctor and takes the virus and then kills him so it can't be replicated. I'm very curious as to what she's going to do with that moving forward. I don't know what her angle is because she seems very much against the Seven already. Like previously. But it could just be a front for her political campaign. I mean, Yeah, I, th- I, think, it's, I think at a certain point... She just wants, like, the power and the influence based off of what she said to Marie. Like, I kind of take that at face value where Mm -hmm. she's like, people with powers like this, we need, you know, help by someone in a better position than us to get in these places of power and influence. And then we can kind of do what we want. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what she was saying to Marie in terms of her getting in the seven. So I think that that is, you know, I, I kind of take that at face value is that that's how she really feels. Yeah. And I mean, if this is going to go in any direction as the comics, she'll end up getting the vice presidency and then the president gets killed. Right. I, I think that's ultimately her goal. Yeah. Is to become the president. She's much and she could more probably competent. just cause a heart attack in the yeah. president. Honestly. Yeah, she's much more competent though than the Vic in. Oh yeah, yeah. He was an so, idiot. He was, just, and he wasn't a soup. He was just a guy, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't really know what her plan is, but this one it does seem like it's her plan and not like, Vought's plan. So, mm. I I am interested to see where she goes, but I I do think she's kind of in it for herself. I don't think she's against the seven. I think that she sees them. I think politically she seems to be, but that's just because public opinion is kind of swaying that way. I think she's taking advantage of the moment 
Um, she might have other problems with him as well. I don't know. We'll probably mm. see more of that. Or if we have, I've just forgotten it. But that angle is interesting. I agree. Um, and then, yeah, so now we can kind of talk about where things end up. Um, so Kate and Sam, Kate kind of does that 180 like I talked about earlier where in the beginning she was on the side of Dean Shetty and then she goes all the way around and she's like we're being limited by these people we need to like superheroes need to take control Mm -hmm. um and then like I said earlier Sam kind of gets radicalized at that rally um so she makes Dean Shetty kill herself in front of the others once the others aren't going to join her, she leaves. Yeah. And goes, and Sam goes with her, and they go and free everybody from the woods and just go on a rampage throughout the school, pretty much killing any non-superhero. Um, Ashley, uh, like one of the PR managers, she's she's moved up and gotten high up at Vought now. She's but, the acting CEO, CEO, isn't she? Is she? Pretty sure. I, yeah, I guess after Stan. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but, yeah, so she is in charge. She's there to do some damage control because of, you know, the situation. That's when The massacre. <laughs> well, well, she was there before that to do some... They were trying... It was because of... Uh, oh, man. There was... It was like a drop in popularity within the seven and within the school itself and things like that. So they wanted to move someone directly from the school to the seven to boost the popularity of both and like mm-hmm. sway public opinion. They were trying to pick somebody out. That's when the massacre started. Um, so we <laughs> kind of get to see them, you know, running around and trying to get the safety. But also they make an offer to like essentially anybody who stops this massacre gets to be in the seven mm-hmm. um so kate sam and all these other people were kind of just going around on this massacre and then andre emma um marie and jordan mm-hmm. are going and trying to stop them in various ways and eventually uh jordan uh is kind of getting ganged up on and looks very much in danger and jordan and marie have kind of had a thing that's mm-hmm. been escalating it was it was kind of going it was in that weird spot where they kept like losing their memory and then uh it was kind of awkward after that but it seemed like they were you know uh it it seemed like things were moving in the right direction for them Mm -hmm. but yeah so you kind of see marie lose it at that and starts killing the other the other superheroes andre just uh beats that like he kind of subdues sam and then gets the shit like the he gets the shit beat out of him in the process so he's kind of out of the count for that mm-hmm. um emma is trying to talk sam down before that and he's kind of like you're not a hero nobody likes you all this stuff so she's kind of emotionally like distraught just because you know, he had kind of built her up and then just to tear her down out of nowhere like that was 
rough, but uh, mm. that's kind of the last we see of her at the time. And then we know that Homelander's on his way because Ashley called Homelander and they're they're getting ready to solve this. And this is leading up to one thing that like I did not see coming and something that I, I thought they were going to go one way and then they kind of went another direction. Um, but seeing this Marie just goes ham and kills all the other, uh, all, all the like people from the woods that were attacking Jordan and mm-hmm. blows Kate's arm off. Yeah. And this is right around the time where Homelander shows up. How, how did you think that this was going to go when he showed up? Cause I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't know if I actually thought he was going to show up. <laughs> I, I mean, when they said that they were calling him, I was fairly certain he was gonna pop up. Yeah, but, I, know. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but he's now on his whole like superheroes are better than like I'm the best guy in the world and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. When he shows up and sees the other superheroes dead that were trying to kill like the regular people and kate's arm blown off he's essentially like what were you thinking killing your own people and then he does his like heat vision into marie and it kind of fades to black at first i thought he had killed her and then it cuts to that news report where it was like these like four people so emma marie um andre and jordan are all like villains in this scenario and i was like oh he killed all of them and i was like they're just not gonna be in this anymore that's wild later (laughs) on we kind of learned that they got like locked up somewhere so that's not the case but that's not how i was expecting this to go I, i i i was shocked when like that is how things ended for these characters for now yeah honestly i i definitely thought that they were going to be heroes of some sort or at least like get away i did not expect them to be locked up like this but they locked the good ones away there's two spots open in the seven right yeah because i don't think starlight's in it anymore starlight's not so we have Maeve's not. Maeve's gone. Okay, there's, there's a more, lot of spots open. There's more than two spots. It's Homelander, Deep, A Train. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Homelander, the Deep, and A Train. Is that it? I think so. Because they never filled the spot in the last bo- season of the boys. No, they did. So the but last they, season he killed him right away. Yeah, it was Homelander, Queen Maeve, the Deep, Starlight. Drummer Boy and A Train. No, Drummer Boy wasn't in, in the seven. Who was who was the who was that guy then? Was it was uh. It was the one that Starlight dated. Yeah. Oh, that is Drummer Boy. I was okay. thinking of uh. That one dude that shows up in Gen V. Jensen Ackles. Um. Oh. uh soldier boys yeah <laughs> that was funny his little cameo was pretty funny 
when he shows up in Kate's mind palace. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. It's a funny concept. Also, I have a question. Getting, yeah. getting off topic a little bit. When they go into her mind palace and, like, Dustin or whatever, that kid who throws all the parties, yeah. when he dies in there, is he dead in real life? I don't life? know, man. Because we don't, don't even see remember him what happened to him. He gets, like, blasted by Golden Boy. Oh, he's probably dead. So if he died in her mind, he died in real life. That's crazy. That's that's wild. Tough. Um, and he just he would just happened to be there. Like he was just in the same room. He was pretty sure it was his place. It was, but but he was in the same room and like he just happened to be next to them when they got sucked <laughs> into her head. So that's Tough, crazy. Man. Tough scene. <laughs> um, but. but yeah, so it was them, and then Homelander kills Drummer Boy and Black Noir. Um, Starlight is gone. Queen Maeve is gone. So, yeah, it's just those three now. I guess it'll be five now, because... The math works out, because originally in my head, I was like, okay, Emma, um, Andre, Marie, and Jordan can go be in the seven but that's gonna be weird but no they kind of they kind of didn't do that at all um Mm -hmm. and now i guess kate and sam are gonna be in the seven i would assume i suppose that's crazy (laughs) i mean i guess it keeps the seven like purely villains at the moment i think sam has a potential to be redeemed but she Kate did like touch him and say feel nothing which is crazy when he was like yeah help me I don't think that that's what the solution was like you know I don't know but that's that that seems like a like a uh, like a like a crazy length to go feel nothing um yeah I don't know man but he seems into it so <laughs> But yeah, I guess now we can get into... At the end of it, we also see Butcher going and investigating uh, the woods. Mm. What implications do we think that this... Or is there anything about the show itself you want to talk about? That we missed? I think we've covered really all of it. Mm-hmm. But the implications... I think he's going to look just for information on the virus. And if he's, he's going to find that it exists. And then that's going to be the plot line for the next season. Looking for that. Yeah, cause, before he dies, because <laughs> Dean Shetty does meet with Colonel Mallory mm-hmm. for a minute, but Colonel Mallory's like, "Your methods are extreme. Get out of my face. You'd get along with Butcher." <laughs> and but then she's like, "Did you get all that? A- apparently, somebody was recording or something." So they have this information. Mm-hmm. Maybe she sent Butcher to go investigate it. If they're still on working together terms, I don't really know. Uh, that goes back and forth a lot, it seems. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, yeah, it. there's that plot thread. They're still probably going to go after Victoria Newman and try to stop her from becoming vice president, I would assume, is one of the things they're going after. Um, do you think that the characters from this are going to pop up in The Boys. Because apparently The Boys ha- takes place, the start of the season is a couple days after the end of this one. 
I'm not sure if we'll see him outside of like a little like cameo if like they're on like a camera feed somewhere or something. Yeah. I think that Kate and Sam have a much higher likelihood of appearing than the others in a significant yeah. role. I think that they have the potential to be broken out at the end. I think it would be cool to have them work together. That's an interesting dynamic of like them essentially assembling their own team of superheroes to combat the others. Like they already have Starlight. Queen Maeve is often retired, but like could potentially work with them in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like they have a couple, but adding these in as well, that could be an interesting foil with you know butchers like all superheroes must die and if the virus is their solution like add an interesting wrinkle in things mm-hmm. um but i guess we'll see more of that later it yeah i think we'll see kate and sam again i don't know if we'll see the others there is the potential that like they could just be broken out early on and just be a part of the show like that could be cool but i do think it's more likely that towards the end we might see them get broken out we might see a couple cameos pop up from them but i think they'll be largely indifferent i think it's more so the plot threads like the virus um and like the research at the woods and how they were enhancing luke's powers maybe like that could pop up because that was kind of touched on but never focused on how they were they were adding to one person's powers by like experimenting with another person um and then, yeah, the the Kate and Sam stuff, I do think that they'll pop up and be in the seven, at least in, like, minor-ish roles. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that, that's all I have, unless you've got anything else. No, that's it. All right, well, <laughs> that's all we've got for this week. Is Loki wrapping up next week, or, uh... Yeah, I think so. Okay, <clears throat> so we'll be back next week to talk about Loki, which we touched on one thing in this, I... I think we're going to have a decent amount to talk about afterwards just because of some of the stuff I've been hearing uh, has been interesting and it feels like it's contrary to a lot of the stuff they're trying to set up and just adds more confusion. But we'll get to that next week. As always, though, you can leave a like, rating, or review on whatever you're listening to us on and tell a friend about the show if you have someone who you think would be interested in any of what we talked about today. That always helps us get the word out there and everything. We appreciate it. But for now, that's all we've got, and uh, we'll see you next week. What? This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.